Hello and welcome to the Game Over Screen, the podcast where we talk about all things video game related, what we've been playing, the news of the week, and not much more than that, actually. that That's pretty much the show. Um, I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined as always by my fellow host. Hi, Tyler. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Let's just jump into it. Tyler, how's Animal Crossing? I didn't play. Makes it so much easier on me. The only thing I did do in Animal Crossing uh, was, uh, I don't know if you know this before, about a month and a half now, I've uh, been trying to give away a foosball table. I had an extra one. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And so I, I tossed out that offer in, in stream chat one day, and one water KH uh, took the offer. Uh, I don't know why a lot of people thought it was a an actual for real foosball table. It's, I feel like I'm the only one that thought that. No, there are more than one people who thought that, including oh, Whale okay. and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I you were like, yeah, I just I just dropped off this foosball table for water. I was like, what? You guys, <laughs> you guys live close to each other? <laughs> no. Well, uh, when did that? Was that before we recorded last week? No, it was after. It was after. Okay. I was playing Age of Calamity that morning at work, and Water messaged me and was like, hey, uh, if you want to drop it off, go ahead. And so I did. Oh, it kind of griefed me, though, because I was at the end of a mission, but I went ahead and closed Ooh. the game anyways. And then I dropped it off, and I didn't even look around his island or anything, because I was like five minutes away from having the clock in, but uh, I dropped it off and left. You weren't being nosy, so you didn't see the sex dungeon. No, I didn't. But it might be there. It might be. I could probably you go. Never I know. could visit his dream island since I've been there before. Oh, that's true. And you might be able to find out. Well, that's it for Animal Crossing. All right. Well, uh, I haven't played a whole ton of Destiny, just kind of on that grind. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so let's but... talk about Dark Road for a minute because Dark Road had a Black Friday sale on their jewels. Uh, it's like. <laughs> 2,000 jewels instead of three to do a 10 draw. Um, you posted some pictures in the Discord of draws you did. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you do? You got It looks like you got KH3 Sora, because with this um, update, they've also added KH3 Riku, Sora, and Kairi to the, uh, to the game as cards, and they are 480 shot points each, which is insane. Wow. That is too much. Uh, I... I had 8,000 jewels, so I just I pulled four times and used two golden tickets, and um, I got Zexion and Sora out of those four draws, so good enough. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, as I've said multiple times, I have lots of jewels saved up in Dark Road. I was sitting at 30k, and I was trying not to go below that. Um, I did five pulls today. I went down to 20k. And, uh, I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> nice. I did five pulls today and I got absolutely nothing from it. Uh, I am starting to run out of those jewels I've been saving up since the launch of Union Cross or Unchained Key. So that's, that feels bad. What, what's your, what's your Xehanort sitting at for his level? My Xehanort? Yeah. Uh... I'm at fifty-one. All right, I'm at I'm sitting at fifty-three. I got about five million BP until I hit fifty-four. 
So I'm I'm slowly getting there. Waiting for more content. Waiting for a new world. Waiting for more story. Waiting to see Balder, even though it doesn't matter. Because Nomura said it doesn't matter, but... I'll continue to play every week until... Until the heat death of the universe. Alright, Tyler, what have you been playing this week? So, um... The reason I haven't been playing Animal Crossing is because I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Okay, I've so we talked been... about this a little bit last week, but you played a bunch more by now. I have. It's a very good game. I've unlocked more characters. I was just watching the bros uh, who were on last week and the week before. Um, <clears throat> I was watching them stream it. Uh, that game looks like it's got a lot of shit in it. It does. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of side missions that come that they they unlock naturally as you play instead of having to go through adventure mode and maybe you wind up with a mission you probably can't do because it's too over leveled and you aren't there yet because adventure mode's a little scuffed. But uh, yeah, I just got to a point where you unlock uh four new character or four four characters from the Breath of the Wild game uh in a weird way. But it's pretty cool. I don't want to say too much. It's kind of spoilery. Okay. If if you don't know. No, I I, I don't. I uh, I haven't picked it up yet. I want to play it. It's on my list. Uh, I don't know when I'm actually gonna get around to it. But from what I've seen, it looks really cool. I'm I really dig what I've seen of it. You have to beat the original first. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Just walk into the castle and beat him. Okay, I'm not that good. Literally, just climb up the side of the castle, walk into the front door, and beat him. Again, Tyler, I'm bad at video games. I mean, sure, Hyrule Hyrule Castle is a whole-ass dungeon. It's a whole-ass dungeon. But, like, the first time I beat it, I just climbed up the side and went, <laughs> went through the entrance. When I eventually beat the Breath of the Wild, when I play it and beat it, it will be an event on this podcast. Because it's a long time coming. Uh, I have no plans to actually do it. But, oh god, it's just so big, Tyler. There's so much to do. I get so intimidated playing it. Just beat it and then do what, do the rest. I don't want to just beat it, though. I want to go do stuff. I'm a completionist. The game's not going to go anywhere, Sean. I know, you... so I got all the time in the world to play it. They once you beat it, they pop you back there and go, "Hey, you can do it again if you want." One day, one day, Tyler, I will play the Breath of the Wild. Um, but yeah, so you're enjoying Age Calamity, uh, more so than last week, or less so? More so. I'm how, literally how many, playing it right now, not like actively, <laughs> but okay. it's on the screen. How many hours would you say you have so far? I'd say about maybe 20, 30. And how far into the game do you think you are, percentage-wise? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell me? Does the game not tell you? Uh, There's a progress bar uh, on one of the missions, but it's more like all the stuff you complete and not technically how far you are story-wise. Okay, okay. Is there has there been any nice little like lore tidbits about uh the breath of the, like the the lore and the uh, the calamity and stuff that you didn't already know from playing Breath of the Wild? 
Uh, Sean, I'm going to tell you the lore doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it's not like the whole point of this game, though, really. It's like a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm, let's just say a lot of things change. A lot of things okay. change. Some things happen that, that change. Huh. So it's not a direct prequel. to like it, It's not like an explanation. It is, but it's not. <laughs> You know? Do you think? Do you think it it is in any way setting up Breath of the Wild two? Could be. Yeah. Who knows? Things are weird enough that maybe it could I'll be say up. two words that are not they're not spoilers because it happens within the first cutscene of the game. Just to just give you an idea of what's going to go down. All right. Okay. Okay. Time travel. Ooh, that'll be interesting. So who knows what's going to happen. Alright, uh, what else have you been playing besides that? Uh, I have been playing Bucksnacks. Oh, how is it? I haven't booted it up yet. It's a weird game. Yeah, do you dig it? I love it. Oh, that's good, that's good. Taking pictures, uh, capturing Bucksnacks, giving, feeding them to people, uh, building a community with, with my boys, finding out someone's wife divorced them or something. Kind of... Kind of fucked up. So I should play it a bit this week before we record again? Probably. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, what else about playing? Uh, did I buy it? Uh, I played some more Yakuza. Ah, yes, like a dragon. Where you are like a dragon. I have, uh, unlocked the management mini game of this yakuza game okay this is a confectionery um company and so i'm running several businesses and operations and managing employees and earning profits that don't go into my pocket and uh it's exciting it's exciting doing pretty good uh in yakuza zero the management game is a well, for Kiryu, it's a it's a real estate firm. Okay. And for Majima, it's a cabaret club. Then the cabaret club comes back in two, uh, and also in three. And I don't know if there's one in four or five. But there's nothing You'll have like to find out. Six. Have you not played four or five? No, I haven't played. I haven't. I played well, three. I haven't finished it, and I haven't finished four or five. I haven't even started well, four or five. You're gonna have to. You well, yeah. have to answer the question for us. I don't think there is. But uh, other than that, uh, through that management game, uh, basically you're trying to climb the ranks of the share share market. So you want your your company to to reach number one in those. But once you breach top one hundred. Not only do you do you unlock the um, sort of the kings of the share market that you have to battle, but you also unlock another party member. And so now I have my fifth party member named Ari, and she has a uh, a pocket knife that she wields in battle, and she does flips and kicks and stuff. That's cool. How many more party members do you think you're gonna get? Uh, there's only. There's only two more. How far would you say 
you are into the game? Uh, I think there are 14 chapters, and I'm in chapter 5. Oh, okay. So you're, you know, not even halfway. Yeah. But that's that's it for Yakuza. And that's it for the games I've played. This week, I have played... I've played more Melody Memory. I did. I have completed all the songs on Beginner. I'm almost done with all the songs on Standard. Uh, and then after that, it'll be conquering the proud mode uh, songs and some other stuff outside of that that I want to do I I mean I want to fucking I want to complete that game I want to I want to get some shit done on that but that's like a that's a long-term goal um I've played more Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I don't think I've actually really talked about this on the show yet but I finally I feel I can I have put in quite a bit of time into Valhalla so far I'm Barely far into the game, to be honest. Uh, I have left Norway. I have done one region of England. I've, like, conquered one England uh, region of England. or You form alliances um, in each of the regions. And I've mm-hmm. formed an alliance in uh, one region. I am almost... I feel like I've got to be close to forming an alliance in the second region. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a lot of fun. I The only really kind of annoying thing right now is that I they hide the chests and stuff very well but they hide the chests and stuff very well (laughs) so there's a lot of them and they're like a completion uh, um, criteria you have to you have to find all of the treasures in a given area in order to complete that area. Uh, not like story-wise, but in the ways that matter, which is, you know, on the map. Mm-hmm. And that's a little annoying, but I, I'm... I'm, It's what it is. Uh, I The mysteries, the, like, side quests, those are cool. They're a little frustrating, because you got to pay attention. You can't, like... Because there's no quest markers. It's just you find somebody, you talk to them, they say some stuff to you. And you have to fig- like, figure out what to do based on that. Okay, okay. And while that's cool and immersive, it is... Uh, it, may- it means you- it's not really a kind of thing you can do in the background. You know? Whereas yeah. in other Assassin's Creed games, you- it was kind of like you could run around and do stuff in the background to just complete stuff and, and maybe you know get some money and shoot through some side content that didn't really matter. But every every quest, you got to be paying attention uh, for the side quests, at least, because there's no mission trackers for those. The skill tree is very fun. It's massive. I've got quite a few abilities at this point. The assassinations are very fun. Uh, I've turned on... I've turned on the baby... Not the baby mode, but the... Uh, what's it called? Um... Guaranteed assassination mode, which oh, means if I assassinate, sure, but like it's called Assassin's Creed. If I assassinate somebody, they should die. You know, but you're not an assassin; you're a Viking. I know, which is what it is. But for me, that is what I—that's what I wanted. Is I wanted the uh, guaranteed assassination mode on, so I have that on. And it's awesome. I did my first, like, castle raid uh, yesterday, where I actually raided a castle. And that was super cool. 
But yeah, that's uh, that's Valhalla. It's okay to say you want to be a babies, Sean. I mean, look, I do play on baby mode, but guaranteed assassination is not baby mode. Like, it's that not is really the baby mode. It's the only thing about my setup that's not baby mode. Everything else about my setup is baby mode. Um, I will say the stealth is a little scuffed. Um, I'm playing on baby mode for stealth, and I've read online people saying that. Like, if you want to stealth, you pretty much have to, because it's ridiculously hard otherwise. Like, as soon as a guard sees you, they'll pretty much be like, Hey! I'm gonna kill you! Uh, so I've heard the stealth is interesting, but if you're playing on a harder stealth difficulty, not great. And I'm, I'm making my way through it. I'm It's massive, man. It's so big. And I haven't even, like, seen a quarter of England so far. Like, there's so much to it. But it, it, it's beautiful. I'm my, my settlement is rank 3 now. I've built a bunch of buildings. It's really starting to come together. And I'm really enjoying that aspect of the game. Kind of building up my settlement every so often. I've The two areas that I've been working in so far, the one I completed and the one I'm working on now, have been very close to my settlement. So I've been kind of enjoying not fast-traveling back and forth. Like, either taking the boat or um, riding my horse. So I, I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying kind of just taking in England. So yeah, that's uh that's Valhalla. That's really all I've played is Valhalla and Melody, Melody of Memory. I, uh, what did I do the rest of this week? I worked on editing a lot of stuff, so I didn't really play a whole ton of video games. Uh, for Valhalla, I uh, I installed it for one. Okay, that's step opened, one. I, I opened the game. And okay. Then I went to the shop and I spent okay. eight dollars for a wolf. Ah, already. Because I wanted the wolf. Of course. Just like in Odyssey, I have a Pegasus. Man, you know, I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't even gotten to the pre-order quest yet. Because there was a there was a quest I got for pre-ordering the Legend of Beowulf, I think. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even I haven't even encountered that yet. I'd forgotten about that. That's Valhalla. Uh, that's all I've played. So let's jump into the news. The first uh, bit of news is actually very exciting, I think. And that is that um, some various verified retailers in Asia have uh, have listed English versions of Persona 5 Scramble for the PlayStation 4 and the Switch with the release date of February 23rd, 2021. Uh, as somebody who has recently played through Persona 5 Royal earlier this year, I'm Excited to play through that story, uh, or like the the follow up to Persona Five now. Yeah, how the, the follow up to yes. Persona Five, not not Royal. Persona Five Royal, which is a little scuffed. Because like, have you beaten Royal now? Right, we just never got a chance yeah. to talk about it. I have platinum Royal. So, I really don't. You think that would have been a fun story to follow up on? Mm, they were kind of made in conjunction with each other. Yeah. I, mean, I understand I mean, why it doesn't. Technically, this could still take place after Royal. Royal doesn't really change anything that Persona 5 ended on. If you just pretend that What's-Her-Name is off doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoshizawa. Because this game does not feature Akechi nor Yoshizawa. Yeah, well, I don't feel like Akechi... Okay, so... Spoilers for Persona 5 Royal. 
going for like a minute and then we'll i'm just gonna say something really quick from the ending of persona 5 royal it seemed like a catchy wouldn't be directly involved no in whatever for persona 5 royal uh and if you play per regular persona 5 and just kind of guess this a catchy's dead he's he's dead that's it well he died Spoilers for Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> he might not be. <laughs> no, he's he's dead. Are you sure? Because... The whole thing with, with them in the extra semester was that Akechi was alive because either he or Joker wished for him to be alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got didn't that. Wanna, he didn't want to be like, there that way. Did you watch the end cutscene? I did. When he walks by the train car? Does he? Yeah, Akechi walks by in the background. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. Yeah, Akechi, it's... Yeah. In that, when he's sitting in the train car, Akechi walks by in the background. Lol, he should be dead. Yeah, he should be. terrible. But apparently he's not, so uh, I really hope they follow up on that story, because that's exciting, I think. I I hope they do a a straight-up sequel to Persona 5 at some point with whatever's going on after Royal and Akechi. Because he's apparently still out there in the world, um, but but I, either way, uh, Scramble's kind of based. Yes. Even in one of the trailers, it's kind of billed as Persona Five Two, uh, and uh, it features two new Phantom Thieves to join the join the Phantom Thieves. So, do you think maybe there's a possibility we'll get DLC for Scramble that might address the royal content? Could. Maybe we'll get a DLC that adds Yoshizawa as another playable character, and maybe a DLC campaign that deals with what we just talked about. It could. I don't know. It depends. I'd be interested. You really? I think the only, the only licensed licensed uh, Muso game by the the Dynasty Warriors team to get a expansion was Hyrule Warriors, the original. Not even like DLC. Well, Hyrule Warriors got, uh, it had, uh, like a whole new the, campaign, the legend stuff in the, in the 3DS version. And then okay. they had the, then they made the Switch version, which added all that stuff and a little bit more, but that's like the only one to really get that. Cause I don't think Fire Emblem Warriors got anything. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like that came out and then it was done. Yeah. It's some of the other ones too. So just depends on how good it is. And how good it's received, I guess. I, I hope so, just because I'd, I'd, I definitely would want to see Yoshizawa at the very least as a playable character, uh, just because I think she's a cool character in Royal, and I like her. Um, I would like to see the strands, the, that little plot strand from the end of Royal picked up at some point, but I kind of don't think they will. Regardless, I'm excited to play Scramble. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping February 23rd is the actual release date because that's pretty soon, and I I don't know anything about the story of Scramble, so I have no idea what's going to happen. All I know is the two, the two new party members, which are the robot and the other guy. Uh, next up, save transfers uh, were added to Spider-Man PS4 and Spider-Man Remastered with uh, new suits also added to Spider-Man PS4, the base version of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. that those came out a couple days ago uh, before Thanksgiving um, that was actually last week I think uh, I heard there was a way to get the trophies 
Yeah, as soon as as soon as you so you you upload your save from the PS4 either by opening your PS4 copy on your PS4 or downloading it to your PS5. You upload your save and then you go over to your PS5 copy, download your save, and once you open the game, it pops all those trophies that you have. It pops every trophy that you have. Did you do that? I don't have a PS5. Oh, you don't. That's right. Okay, that Thanks. wasn't even a flex. That wasn't <laughs> even a flex. I legitimately forgot. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, Tyler. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> so, no, I didn't do that. But would I? Uh, probably not. Because uh, at that point, I'm playing the game for three to five trophies, and I hadn't seen worth it at that point. Yeah, might as well just play it from the start. Yeah. And you get to experience the new face and all the cutscenes. Yeah. Which is okay. I don't know. It's an okay face. Yeah. Uh, After playing Miles, I'm more okay with it, which I will throw out there if you're still listening. Uh, We are going to talk spoilers for Miles Morales as the main topic of the show once we get through these last couple news bites. I'm going to... Yeah, okay, so... Tyler, what's this next one about? So, uh, as many people might know, next year is Mega Man Battle Network's uh, 20th anniversary. I don't know if you know what Battle Network is. No idea. Uh, Sean? So, back in the day, uh, in America, it was called Mega Man NT Warrior. And uh, basically, this little kid named Lan, uh, they lived in this world where the internet was everything... And he had, everyone had these, like, virtual avatars they could interact with the internet with. And Lan got Mega Man. And everyone has other characters that are familiar to the Mega Man series. Okay. And it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, but, uh, a lot of those games came out over here. Some of them didn't. But as they've been through the years, you know, they came out with the Mega Man Legacy Collection, which I own. Okay. The Mega Man X Legacy Collections, which I own. Okay. The Mega Man ZX Legacy Collection, that I own. Okay. Mega Man 11, that I own. Oh my god. Did you know that I like Mega Man? I didn't. So here's the thing, guys. When I saw Mega Man <laughs> on the rundown, I, I don't know shit about Mega Man, okay? And sometimes, sometimes Tyler will put some stuff in here just because he thinks it's big news. And then when we get to it, both of us are like... I don't know what the fuck to talk about with this. Like, I have no thoughts on this. I'm not a fan of the series that it's referring to. So I asked Tyler. I was like, Tyler, are you a Mega Man fan? Is Do you want to talk about this? And he was, yeah. But, you know, he kind of said it a little weird. He said it <laughs> He said it like he was trolling me. Like we were going to get to here. And he was going to be like, dude, I don't fucking care about Mega Man. Why is this on the rundown? I was going to be like, what? Whoa, dude. That's kind of scuffed. So... That is why uh, Tyler is is currently upset with me, is because I asked him if he's a Mega Man fan. Anyways, I would love for them to put these games on the Switch, on the PS4, so that people can play them, because I never played them. But I play games like them. So it's like a Mega Man RPG? Yeah. And the combat is like, there's a, there's like a, it's either three by three or four by four grid that you can move upon. Okay. And so there's one for your side and one for the enemy side. 
and you're doing attacks and trying to hit them on their side and they can move and stuff and you're placing traps and whatnot. It's really active. All right. If you've ever played One Step from Eden, it's kind of like that. I have not, but I've heard of it. Looking good. They're seeking English partners because, of course, they already have some 20th anniversary stuff out, but those are all like statues and figures and stuff. And they really wouldn't need English partners to do that. So, you know, maybe we get some, some localizations in here. And that's it for Mega Man. So hoping for that to come out. All right. Uh, we are going to skip just for now, because we'll talk about it more in a minute. We're going to skip this next news story, but I want to hit these other two first. So why don't you tell us about Mortal Kombat 11? So Mortal Kombat 11 uh, Ultimate just came out. Uh, for current gen, current gen, which is next gen as well, and uh, so they added some new skins to the game. These are classic movie skins for the first Mortal Kombat movie, and they have, um, I think it's Raiden, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade. So the characters are like their original actors, and they have their original voice actors. Oh, they brought them uh. back to do uh, the voices. Mm-hmm. They recorded all the voices that the skin will have in regular gameplay. Uh, which means that uh, Sonya, uh, her, this is her new de facto skin. Because every other skin she has is voiced by Ronda Rousey. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the story for Mortal Kombat 11. I have not. But Mortal Kombat 11 has excellent voice acting. As Erica Lindbeck, who voices Jesse oh, yeah. in FF7R. As Cassie Cage. It has all these other people who do a good job. Except for Ronda Rousey, who's fucking terrible uh, at voice acting. Yeah. She sounds very stilted and not great. That in contrast out. to everyone else around her. So this would be good. It's not going to help in the story because you can't use the costumes in the story. But in gameplay, at least it'd sound better. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you, Tyler. Other than that, I don't play Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Who fucking plays Mortal Kombat 11? Uh, lots of people. Uh, Alright, and then tell us about uh, Xavier Woods. So, uh, as we know, or as most people would know, G4 has been making a campaign to come back earlier this year. And, of course, everybody's boy, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, uh, was been, has been campaigning to get on. G4 wants new people, a new a new whole fresh face of, of candidates to host their new shows, whatever that's going to be. And uh, mission accomplished. Xavier Woods has been welcomed to the G4 family. I wonder who else will get in. We used that the likes of, of Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, maybe a Kristen Adams. You know, the, the, the legends of back then. When G4 talked about video games and not just a place to watch cops. <laughs> so, do you think this is going to work? It depends on how they modernize it. Yeah. Well, so, is it gonna, do we know where it's going to be? Is it going to be on, like, Steam? Or Steam? Uh, Twitch? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where it's going to be. That's interesting. I'm curious. But I'm excited to see what happens about it. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out because it could be. I feel like it could be cool or it could completely flop. Cause like, 
Is there a space for it still? For gaming news and other stuff? No, but there's always like, a space. But for like it. a for a for a dedicated like unless they're doing a YouTube channel, right? Like is there place is there a place for that in like TV or or uh Twitch of a like a network style gaming uh I don't know of a network style content. Is that something people want there, online? There could be. I don't know. Maybe they just go the like uh like an app kind of thing. Well, I feel like that would be even worse. I feel like you need to be I think you need to go to the audience cuz I don't think the audience is going to go to you. Really? For G4? Unless they get some big know. names, unless they get like Markiplier to do a show or PewDiePie, like although I don't think they want PewDiePie doing a show. <laughs> unless you got a big name to do a show, I feel like and and Xavier Woods is a, a big name, but not as big as like who you want to draw in, you know? I mean, it depends on what your audience is. I guess that's true. Uh, they might, they might be a more, they might be trying to draw in a more casual audience. Because I mean, an app would be better for people, like most people who don't, who don't have cable. Yeah. Uh, because why would you? Yeah, no. Want de- that? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like if they go to cable, it's dead. There's no way. But like, you go to Twitch or YouTube, then. You go to an audience. I don't feel like you make a G4 app and ask the audience to download it and come watch because I don't think they will. I'm sure I'm sure they'll get an initial audience from doing that. But maybe they start on Twitch or something. Who knows? Yeah, I'd no be interested. Not us. I'm interested to see how it comes back, if it'll be good. Um, and the final little news bite we have, uh, recently announced, Neo, The World Ends With You, is sequel to The World Ends, the World Ends With You. Tyler, have you ever played The World Ends With You? Yes. You have? Okay, where did you play it on? DS? Switch. Switch. How do you feel about the Switch port? I hate it. Oh. Should I, like... Should I not play it on the Switch? No, you should play it on the Switch. Okay. Playing it on a DS isn't better. You're just using a stylus instead of your finger okay and you just have less room to work with in terms of that stylus okay plus the switch has all the new content which is probably what they're gonna go off of for the sequel so you know why not i just i just don't think the game controls well in any port okay this new one looks interesting uh i want to bring it up it's so it's going to feature a new cast of characters playing the reapers game in shibuya and it uses three-dimensional graphics. It's a 3D world. It looks like it's more of a uh, traditional RPG battle system. Um, yeah. It looks more action-y. Yeah. Uh, so, odds that this connects into Kingdom Hearts in some way. Because that's really, you know. You know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, I get it. I get it. Kingdom Hearts fandom. We're always looking to five-head some shit. You know. But, like... We don't have to have everything connected to Kingdom Hearts, guys. We really, we really don't. No, I, I agree. Uh, do you think... Well, I want, I'm want. i curious. Do we know what the involvement of, of what Tetsuya Nomura's involvement is with it? Outside of just the art? I don't know. Yeah, because he was one of the artists on the first game. 
uh, and a producer. Um, I'd be curious. Uh, I I I think like once we find out, because we saw the the world ends with you characters in Dream Drop Distance, so it's already connected in some way. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if we get some more explanation of why they were there in this game. Although I I don't think we will. I I, I don't think we will either. I think they were just there. Yeah, just kind of like... Uh, just like how Final Fantasy characters are just there. But it felt... Were they were they natives of Traverse Town in, in Dream Drop Distance? Or were they there from somewhere else? They were there. And some people, some people will see it differently. But from my perspective, when Leon talks about the home he couldn't protect, right? Yeah. He's talking about Radiant Guard. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Uh, but yeah, like we don't. No one talks about where Seth Roth is from, or that's true. How all these other people just kind of fucking show up for the Final Fantasy Ten Two crew being little chibi fairy ladies, or Selfie Waka Titus being on Destiny Islands. They're just there. They have no connection to to Sora and gang in their own thing. Yeah, it's just like, because Neko says to Sora that he should visit him in Shibuya one day. So, like, he's from Shibuya. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know, I guess. Let's not talk about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's gonna give us brain aches. Um, Alright, those are the news bites. So, we are going to go oh, ahead... Wait. Oh, I'm not done talking about the new one, though. Oh, okay. The new, the new one looks cool. It does. Uh, I definitely would like to play it. Yeah, it's gonna be on PS4. Will it make me finish the other one? No. no okay, so you didn't finish years. uh one. No. Okay. No, it it controls terribly for me. All right, I'm gonna have to give it a try though. I like the design of the new main character. He's not wearing his mask, right? He Is might he? be an anti-vaxer. Oh no! Oh no! No, no, no. Also, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, game looks kind of like Persona, dude. A little bit. A little bit. A although, little bit like Persona, you know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to... Do you think it might play similarly at all to Persona? No, no. The joke is that uh, people hate it when you compare an RPG to Persona. Ah, okay, okay. They absolutely despise it. Even though, you know, sometimes it's fucking true. God, I love the style of the cutscenes with its like the character, the characters popping up on screen and like the almost comic borders. Like the new girl, she looks kind of like Futaba a little bit. Mm. Nagi, I think, is her name. Let's I guess see. a little no. bit. Hold on. Like a uh, never mind. Can't say that. You know what are like, these characters' her, names? Look at her face. Looks a little like Futaba. Oh, that is Futaba. I was thinking of the redhead girl they showed. Who's the redhead girl they showed? Uh, I don't know. But that's Nagi. The guy you're talking about is Fret. Fret? He's the new main character? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the dude with the mask that's wearing it wrong. Yeah, that's 
Oh, sorry, Rindo. Rindo's. Yeah, Fred's this weirdo. Fred's the other guy. That's his Ryuji, his best friend. Yeah. Let's see, that's that dude. Oh, I guess they didn't say who this redheaded chick is. Then they have your your stereotypical uh, black-haired, long black-haired girl that Nomura is known for, I guess, now. I guess. Scold? Is that where Scold went? Maybe. Who knows where Scold went? Maybe she's also just fucking dead. Maybe, dude. I almost... <laughs> Never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she could just be dead and we wouldn't have to worry about her, but people will be mad at that because, for some reason, people really like Scold. People really like those new... those... those key kids. Yeah. And, uh... Like, whenever I say that Ephemer is fucking dead because he's fucking dead, people get mad he's at me. He's dead. You saw his ghost. People get mad at me for saying it, Tyler. <laughs> his ghost is there. <laughs> they, they get mad at me for saying it. He's like, I'm a ghost. Do you need my help? They're like, no, Ephemer is still alive. He has more to do. It's like, does he? No, he's he's gone. Do we need more Ephemer? Ever? Dude's kind of annoying. All right. All right. That's um, it for... Rollins with you. Before we talk about Miles Morales, because we're going to go full spoilers, I'm just going to read off the upcoming releases. On December 3rd, Haven is releasing on Windows, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I need to actually look up what this is, because I'm not sure. Haven um, is oh! the RPG where you play as a couple? Yes, the fucking... The dep- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it'll be fun if you have a significant other, otherwise just depressing. That game is actually cool. I played uh, a demo for it uh, during one of the Steam... Like demo things mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about yeah cool um, Immortals Phoenix Rising releases on Windows Switch PS4 PS5 Xbox One Xbox Series X and Stadia uh, I'll be playing that I'm excited for that uh, December 4th that game oh. that game had a had a trailer with Adventure Time did it Immortals Phoenix Rising mm-hmm. interesting and I don't know why because hmm. it was just a trailer for the game but um, I have some issues with that trailer because it's not, it, it does some things that aren't canon. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think the game looks beautiful. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to play it personally. Um, December 4th, Dragon Quest XI-S Definitive Edition coming to Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. I could have sworn that was already out. It is out on the Switch. Ah, uh, I'm going to maybe pick that up. I've been thinking about it. Have they has have there been any analysis on it of whether it's like, is it like a Switch port or is it like the PS4 version? Uh, this version 11s. So 11 came out on the PS4 and Xbox One. Yes, maybe just the PS4. Um, and then they had the new version 11s on the Switch. We had all the new stuff in it. The only way to play that. And now they're porting it to the newer con, the well, the last gen consoles, and uh, but they're not changing the graphics back to the PS4 version graphics. So you're getting upscaled Switch graphics for the PS4 and Xbox One, Ooh. which means you should probably just buy it on the Switch. It's yeah, it's already out. Yeah, I have it on the Switch. It's pretty fun. The demo lets you play for ten hours. Oh. I might have to do that then. Play the demo for a bit first. Uh, also, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light coming to Switch, which are those uh, sh- uh, Fire Emblem re-releases they were talking about. One, yeah, one of the original games. Uh, limited until March. Yeah. So, pick it up if you care. All right, and... Or don't. 
If you guys are going to peace out now and not listen to the Miles Morales spoilers, uh, thank you guys for listening. But for now, Tyler, Miles Morales, we've both beaten it. Uh, how is your new game plus playthrough going? I haven't started it yet. Okay, I didn't know if you'd already started it. No, um, I'm still, I'm still doing stuff in uh, post game before I go into new game plus and mop up those last trophies. So, I think we've already talked about this on the podcast and said that we liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we've said that we liked it as much or more than uh, the first. I'm I'm at as much as the first game. I think you said you might have liked it a little bit more. It's a lot. It's a it's more of a tighter experience. Yes. Um, I really like uh, Genki. I think he's mm-hmm. really fun in the game as a kind of constant voice in your ear. Your guy in the chair. Your guy in the chair. Ned is based off him, right? Uh, Ned is based off a of a original like sixties comic book character. Okay. Like a lot of Peter's classmates are in the new in the MCU movies. Okay. But he takes on the the personality stuff of Genki. Yeah. For the MCU. So yes and no. Okay. Uh, I I really enjoyed him in the game. God, that game was so good. I I really liked uh uh. Um, fuck. What's her name? Finn. Finn. I wanted to say Shin. And I was like, that's not fucking right. Finn. I really liked Finn. Um, that is a question I have, because I went through and I watched the end of your stream to see how, what you, like, your your reaction to the ending of the game. Did you think she was more of a romantic interest to Miles, or just literally, like, like, close like a sister? Mm, I say a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. There's definitely some 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 overtones there of them like not being that it matters. Romantic, yeah. No, she's she's gone. <laughs> but I, I also went back and watched my my vod just to see. And I remember when she when she first showed up, I went, I don't know who this character is. And uh, so I, and then she said something kind of weird, and I was like, oh, she's a tinkerer. <laughs> I did not see but that coming. But it's, it's not something that they... Maybe it's just the pace of the game, but it's not something they try to hide either. No. It's very... Like the, the bridge demos where they reveal that. And that's early-ish. The bridge? Yeah. Like, you don't have a costume yet by the time you get to the bridge. Yeah, no. Oh, making the costume was so cool. I I really enjoyed it. I really loved the game. Um... I really loved Finn. I was really sad when she died. Uh, I think, I think uh, uh, Rio Morales. I don't know who her voice actress was, but I thought she did an incredible job, particularly towards the end. Uh, I don't think the lip match, the dubbing, was perfect, but I got a lot of emotion out of like when Miles is on the ground, like fucking half dead, and she's just like screaming. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Rio was voiced by Jacqueline Pignol. I think she did a great job. I, I really, I love that entire family dynamic thing that they had going on. Um, any scene we were back in, like, the apartment was really cool. That's something mm-hmm. that I, I really liked. Uh, I would have liked to be able to go into Feast in this game, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, oh, we saw Gloria, who is the homeless person that you saved in, in, uh, PS4. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? I really like what they did with Aaron in this game. Yeah, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Davis. 
uh, I, oh God, man, I like, I got really emotional during that fight when you fight him. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's like, I'm just trying to keep you safe. Cause like, I, I get his point of view, you know, which I think is, uh, really good. And I, I also got really emotional listening to, um, the postcards. Yes. The postcards and stuff. Uh, or and the scene that plays once you get them all. No, not the post playing basketball. Not the postcard. Is that the one? Is that the one with Aaron or is that the one once you beat the game? Once you beat the game, you get the postcards for yes, Jeff. That still uh made me very emotional. But Aaron is the one that beats. Yes, that also for some reason really got me. I I hearing him talk about uh him and Miles' dad and Je- um Jefferson, I think was his na- name, right? Yeah, Jefferson Davis. Yeah. Seeing him talk about their their relationship and their kind of falling out. Uh, I don't know why that got me so hard. Everything about this game, this game really hit me on a lot of emotional levels. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like the, the dynamic between Aaron and, and Miles where, of course, Aaron knows it's him kind of right off the bat. Yes, I love that. Not, I loved that. And he's not, like, antagonistic like he is in the comics. He's not... You know, using Miles for for bad stuff. He's just his uncle who's trying to keep him safe for better or for worse. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, of course you have to fight him. Why wouldn't you have to fight him? And it's a really emotional fight. Like, that and... Because that was something that I think Spider-Man PS4 did really well, is that the final fight with Doc Ock is an emotional fight. Like, you really have a connection to Otto at that point, Mm -hmm. by the end of the game. And I think uh, Miles did that perfectly twice. Once with when you're fighting your uncle, and again when you fight Finn at the end. I thought both of those were very emotional fights, very very well done. Um, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the it's a it's a different dynamic from the Spider Verse movie, which I'll have to compare to. But it's still a good dynamic. Where in that movie, uh, the Prowler doesn't even know Miles is a spider in person. And and he he loses his life because of when he found out. Yeah. Instead of who who dies is is switched between these two. I love the scene. When, I thought they were gonna kill the mom. <laughs> when the oh. when the dude picks up the gun, and he's like, "Stop!" and he's about to shoot, and then fucking uh, Aaron comes out. I thought they were mm. gonna kill the mom. I think I just got traumatized by Aunt May's death <laughs> at the end of the first game. Um, uh let's see uh i like during the the uh the flashback which is a cool way to get you through the the science center uh so you don't have to actually just kind of swing through there yeah uh when peter and and yeah walk up and i stood there for a minute yeah and kind of listen to what they were talking about and then watch peter walk away into the void past the invisible wall i got really sad I got really sad when Otto was like, you know, if anything's going on at home, you can talk to me, Peter. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah, I loved that moment. I thought that was great. But, uh, yeah, they they really made Harlem feel like a community, like a place. Yeah. And, uh, which is nice because those buildings are not there in PS4 no. version. <laughs> No. They are not around. I really like that, like, when you go there, 
when you're at the end and like the citizens of Harlem, like the couple dudes show up like from all the side quests that you can do. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, because you do the side quests and because they're all kind of interconnected with each other. I don't know. It made, it made it feel, it made it feel like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like this, this little block, you really helped out and they all kind of came together and protected miles at the end. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, Spider-Man and the cat. Yeah. Oh my. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I like Peter and miles relationship in this, uh, at the opening and the very ending. Um, I love it. Peter's like, man, you got a cool suit. I, with the suit, I was like, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of pranked me at the start there. And he yeah. handed him the present. Yeah. He's like, here's, here's, here's your suit. And I went, is this, okay, we're going to get it right now? Okay. And he puts it on, and it's this fucking, this fucking ugly ass suit, dude. Yeah. It's like, it's like an old one that Peter had lying around. Yeah, you can see the fabric, like, not fit. I'm really glad that Miles made his own. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, because I was wondering if how they would get to that point. Yeah, because at at this point, and I probably should have known they weren't going to incorporate it. But at this point, uh, Peter has been off into other dimensions with the other Spider People. He's met. Yeah. He's he's met Miles. You think they're ever going to fucking talk about that? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but he Spider-Man looked at Miles too. and was like, hmm, that's a, that's a nice suit you got there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's where he's going to get the idea for Miles' suit, right? Now uh-huh. Miles did it. And that's still good. That's still great. Yeah. Here's the theory, right? He never went anywhere with MJ. Yeah. Right? So that's what I was thinking the whole time. But they're not really, they didn't really go anywhere, dude. They, they, he went to this other universe and he came back and he was like, I'm going to make him that fucking suit. And he sees that Miles made it anyways. And he's like, oh, damn, he okay. put the present he was hiding behind him <laughs> back away. <laughs> Dude, I love the drinking the coffee upside down. Oh, uh, yeah. Gotta be me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, God, I fucking... And the, I, those two together, I'm so excited for Spider-Man 2. Um... I have a feeling what they're going to do is there will be Miles and Peter missions and you'll switch on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want co-op, but I think it might be really difficult to do. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so how do you how do you portray a story like that, right? I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking the latency was swinging. Because mm. uh, I think it would be probably easier... If when you went into like a mission that's inside a building, if you could do that with a friend, then to actually have the open world be two player where somebody's playing as Miles and somebody's playing as Peter. Because I, I don't know what I, I feel like it'd be really hard to sync it up, but you know what? It Maybe they could do it. And if they did it, I think that'd be incredible. I'm not like holding my breath for it. Has there ever been like a completely like open world co-op game other than like... Like how far away can you get from each other in like a like a Far Cry? I think you can go pretty much the entire. You can go to the other side of the map. Hmm. I'm just wondering because I because I they could definitely do it. Like if you look at like Saints Row or anything, like you could definitely. You could have two people playing on that on that map of New York. The issue would be, 
the swinging, depending on your latency, probably wouldn't look great. And do you want that kind of immersion breaker in your game? Because I could totally see them saying, we can't make it look good. Like, if you're swinging and you look behind you, we can't make it look good for the other person swinging, so we don't even want to bother with it. Like, I could see them valuing that so much that they don't mess with it. Because I think that would be the hard part, is when you're both swinging at the same time, looking at the other person swinging, and it not looking fucking weird. Like, they're kind of bouncing. So, I don't know, but I, I, I hope they do. I'd love to play that game co-op. I think that'd be so much fun. I just, oh. Especially since they established both characters as, like, they're they're both established Spider-Man now. Like, I'm... I'm and then let's talk about the post credit stinger. Uh, Harry is woken up after... You know, we kind of saw that in the last post credit was that Harry was not in Europe, like everybody said. Uh, he yeah. was in Osborne's like apartment in like a secret lab with the symbiote. It seemed on him in like a mm -hmm. tube, in like a big tube. And uh, in this game, we saw in the post credit scene uh, him wake up and see his father, and he also sees Kirk Connors. Yeah, Kirk Connors. He's here. Yeah, which uh, we know that there was a person dressed up as the lizard in... Yes, uh, the lizard exists. Yeah. So... So Kurt's already been, uh, like, the lizard in this in this universe. Um, but I would imagine he'll probably be an enemy in 2. Um, so what, we'd have... Do you think we'll do the symbiote? Well, I guess we have to, because Harry has it. Yeah. Will we fight, like, a Venom? We could. That could be late game. That would be crazy, man. Because isn't in the comics part of Venom's whole thing that he's imitating Spider-Man because, like, Spider-Man wore him first? Yeah. So I think that'd Don't be a little... about it. It'd be a little weird. I wonder, I wonder if they, they do... They already like, did it in the movies. It's kind of weird, right? I wonder if they do something cool with, like do hobgoblin but with like a like like the like enhanced venom powers like symbiote powers for the hobgoblin that might be kind of cool because i feel uh, like making harry osborne venom venom would be weird would it mm, i think right off they've the done, bat they've done weird stuff I think I I think you need to bring Harry into Spider-Man Two for a substantial time before you have him become Venom. Like he needs to come back to the society because like the reason you do that by the reason you make him Venom is so that you can have somebody with a close relationship to Peter be the one that becomes Venom and have that like conflict that emotional conflict. But right now we know he has a close relationship with with um, Harry, but we really haven't seen it yet. So I think I they think could, he needs. They to, could probably like, pull it off. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I, I would imagine the first like half of the game, he's just around as a normal person again, and then he becomes Venom, and like the Venom stuff starts happening late game. But I'd almost wonder if that would be too similar to what they did with Otto in Game One. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm super excited for the future of the Spider-Man Insomniac uh, series. I, like, I, this is like my favorite superhero video game series of all time. Like, it's surpassed the Arkham games for me. 
uh, now that they've proved they can do it twice and without it being just the same game again. Because while Miles feels very much like PS4, it also feels extremely different. Yeah. And that was, I, I felt that because I, I booted up Spider-Man Remastered a little bit and it felt very different playing that game compared to Miles. So that's really cool. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, you got anything else on uh, Miles? A couple of things I want to touch yeah, on. Uh, one, I really, I really like Haley, the the street artist. I think yes. she's really cool. Yes. Uh, her and Miles have a good have a good relationship there. Uh, and I like the costume she gives you with the scarf. Yes. And the hat. I like the scene. Uh, I know that, like, I'm sure the internet was mad about this, but I liked the scene. Um, wasn't there a scene with uh where you get a suit and he's like in front of a Black Lives Matters matter uh poster. Yeah, it was when he got the uh, black yeah, and gold was... one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten that one yet. I was wondering where that was, though. Okay. So I heard about the the Black Lives Matter stuff. How do you get that suit again? You do all the, the phone stuff. Mm, okay, yeah, I went through and I did all those immediately. Uh, and I really liked that scene. I liked the, I thought, like, I mean, it was on the nose, but I thought it was good. I know people were upset about people, that. Cause... People were mad that the game didn't, talk about that like whole like all the way yeah and i get it but it's also like it's a video game it's a fictional universe for sure that's kind of grounded in reality but not really yeah so those stuff that stuff will still crop up just like in 2018 when uh, new york had all the pride uh pride flags around and stuff but it's also that miles probably doesn't believe in you know stuff like a cab yeah. Uh, because he has a different perspective. Yeah, his dad was a cop. Not only, died, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> his dad was a cop. Uh, and so he he probably does take it on a cop-by-cop basis. As well as being someone who is of mixed heritage. It's a whole can of worms that you don't really want. Like, you want to you wanna point attention to it, but you don't want to... Like, you still want to write the game you want to write without... Yeah. trying to talk about it. And cuz if you don't do it right, if you don't do it right at all, then people are just going to be more upset. Yeah. I I think it was a it was an acknowledgement of uh what was going on without like without letting it dominate the narrative in a way that would have felt forced to make it yeah. topical, you know. And honestly, they wouldn't have fucking known. Like that that uh, it's not like it's a new issue, right? But no. the explosion it had this year. And, you know, the explosion it had this year and then kind of dissipated. Like, you know, it it's kind of the discussion has kind of died down already, you know, in November from mm. where we were last June or in June. So like there, I don't think there's any way you could have predicted uh what the conversation would have been around this time. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, I like sort of the themes of the game, which is uh, dealing with loss and also uh, two different people uh, who were close separating and then coming back on sort of different sides, right? Yeah, I also like that he doesn't give up. Like, I like the theme of not giving up on the people you care about. Yeah. So there's there's a line that Miles says after he's listening to his dad uh, where Jefferson's like, yeah, you'll meet up with Finn again. Don't worry about it. And he was like, yeah, we did meet up, but not in the way we thought. 
Oh, and man. so that's that's all that's all good. Uh, I liked uh, Ashley Birch as Danica. The the more positive podcast you can listen to. Ah, uh, yes, and I liked her little storyline with Ned. Ned yeah. with Genki. Uh, and you do see well, you don't see Danica in person. That's like Danica. Yeah, you don't see Danica <laughs> that's in their person. Ship name. <laughs> Bro, but you do get you do get a glimpse of her uh, coming out of uh, Teo's like at the start of the game. Okay, because I, I recognize her purple hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. I liked JJ. Uh, you know, having him back was nice in his little podcast. Form. Yeah, having uh, oh, going back to Haley. Uh, there are moments where her and Miles will sign to each other. Yes. And uh, Jason, uh, who's here, the last two podcasts, yes, uh, said that that was pretty good signing. Oh, yes, okay. He does. He does no sign. Okay. There's no ASL. Uh, having Randall back was a, a choice. Yeah, I get why they did it. Like you explained it to me that yeah. they said that it was because of that stealth mission in the first game. Um, yeah. So having Miles take him on head on this game was just sort of like a sign of growth, I guess. Yeah, it was it was a kind of weird choice, but it is what it is. Um, I didn't like right, to take away or anything, I don't think. At least we get the double Ultra fight. That fight is so some, good. Some excellent voice acting from Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> I like Hollow, Hollow Spidey. Hollow he's, Spidey's he's great. great. But that, that fight is just a ton of fun. Like, you stay up in the air for so long, just comboing stuff against those two, that's a great fight. Um... The final boss fight's also great. I love the dodging and shit. It's very cinematic. The The boss mechanics are very good. Uh, lots of good boss fights overall, I think. Um, What else? Simon Krieger. I thought it was Alan asshole. Tudyk at first. It's not. I, I kept calling Simon fucking Topher Grace. <laughs> he looks like Topher Grace. Yeah. Dude, okay, but, but hang on. voiced by Troy Baker. Yes, I did find that out, but come on, tell me he doesn't look like Alan Tudyk. Like, he looks like this. Look at him. That's him. Maybe he's like a mix of the two. But I did did keep calling him Alan Tudyk when I was playing the game. I did not call him uh, whatever his fucking name is. Topher Grace, come on. Topher Grace. Not not what his actual name is. Simon Krieger. Topher Grace. Simon Krieger. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That you're talking about the actor. <laughs> uh, and then mechanics-wise, I like that uh, Miles doesn't have a bunch of different tokens. He has the tech points that you get from the caches, and then everything else is just compiled into activity tokens. Yeah, that was nice. His skill tree was nice. Yeah. Um, you started a lot stronger. Than you do in Spider-Man PS4. Like, you already have web reversal and shit. Mm-hmm. You already have a lot of the the more advanced uh, traversal stuff. Yeah. like I was. You just get upgraded versions from the challenges. I was playing um, PS4 Remastered, and I was like, why can't I... Why isn't it turning, like, blue and letting me dodge? Oh, I have to actually upgrade that in this game. You don't just have that, like, in Miles. Uh, I did all. I I finally did all the the challenges for each crime. Okay, which is yeah, good. Because I keep forgetting to do stealth stuff. Because I just swing in and beat people up. Yeah, me too. I forget about the stealth button. 
I, I go invisible and crawl alongside a wall and wait for them to be like, well, where'd he go? I don't know. Oh, man, the Venom powers are so good, by the way, because when thinking about the powers, like the vaults yeah. and shit, oh, man, that is so cool. Nice. Well, it's kind of broken. Yeah. Just tanking, well, tanking the, the fucking energy. Yeah. Have you have you used that move since you've been playing, uh, like, since you beat the game? Which one? Like... The just the bolt tackle, the the explosion. Oh yes, I have. Just walk in with three full bars and just go. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> blow up now. Um, that final scene of Finn what? holding. I guess I was thinking, Finn holding Miles in that mm-hmm. final scene is that a recreation of a famous painting? It might be. It might. I be. think it's like a. Christ-like imagery. I know sad. that. I know that. Because uh, uh, if you don't know, on PS4, uh, back in the old days, uh, back in the olden times of three weeks ago, <laughs> uh, the PS4 will take a screenshot when you get a trophy. Yes. So when I get the trophy uh, for for that, uh, it's of her holding him in the air. Ooh. I've got videos. And that's a little fucked up. <laughs> Although it's not as fucked up as, as one of the... It's not even the image, but one of the trophies in Yakuza 7. Uh, so you get to the end of the chapter, and the guy you've been working for gets... Uh, you find him on a noose. He gets hung oh, by a bunch of guys. Nice. And then nice. the trophy... You see him on the noose, and then the trophy pops up, and it says... Soap on a rope. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fucked up. That's guys. fucked up, man. But uh also like for Miles that uh his finishers are not tied to his uh healing. Yes, that's very nice. It's tied to the combo bar instead. Yeah. And then you can store them. Yeah. Uh still hate the big guys though. Yeah, there were some annoying uh, enemy types, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I have the perk on that does that does a venom attack after every sixth hit. Okay. So usually I can I can at least stun them a bit. Yeah. Wonder how they're gonna play out Spider Man Two though. What's that gonna be like? I don't know, man. I really am excited, though. I can't wait to see what comes. I want to play Spider-Man 2 yesterday. When do you think they'll announce it? You think next? Not like this coming summer, but the one after that? Mm. They might announce it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you winter 2021. I'll say they'll announce it. You think that maybe they'll announce it at the Game Awards next year? They could. Because I feel like they'd announce it at a big event, right? So that really leaves either at an E3-esque showcase in uh, the summer or at the Game Awards. Because those are the kind of the two big events for this kind of game to be announced at. Now, the craziest thing is if they fucking announced it this year at the Game Awards. That'd be something. Because do you think they're going to do a ton more work on the city for Spider-Man 2? Or do you think they're going to kind of move what they have from Miles and use that? Unless they're expanding New York. 
probably not. Yeah. So I could kind of see them. I could kind of see Miles having been like a fair amount of the work, at least on the city. Yeah. Could, uh, I'm not one to, to talk because I don't mind that they just keep using the area that you're using and just update the map a little bit every time. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've been brainwashed by Yakuza to believe that that's okay. <laughs> you could add some uh, more streets at least and stuff. Make it like the same area because they they obviously condense it to make yeah. it fit into a map. You could just make it a little bit bigger if you wanted to. But honestly, I think it's a good size. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be any bigger. But uh, I guess we'll see when that, when that, gets, when that gets going. Obviously... Uh, like you said, this is my favorite superhero uh, video game franchise. But also, I'm a I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, anyways. So. Yeah, I was waiting to see if they could pull it off twice. See if the first game was, you know, because sometimes you get a really good first game and then you don't ever really hit that high again. But uh, no, I think I think they've proved that it's not a fluke. That they can definitely hit magic in this universe. And they have a passion for these characters. Um, we had played with the idea talking earlier off uh, camera, off camera, off uh, recording, talking about how it'd be cool to get some other Spider-Verse characters in like, mm-hmm. like I kind of like the idea of doing a Spider-Gwen where you kind of redo you the map, the New York map and kind of make it more neon. Yeah. I thought, I thought this- that would be fun. Maybe give us some of her origin. Yeah. A little bit. Or do a, uh, you could even do a Spider Noir. Yeah, because we know that her Peter Parker was the lizard. Uh, what else? What else? What was I going to say? What was your favorite suit? Um, I rolled with the normal one for most of the game, like the black one that you make. Uh, I but after I beat the game, I'm now using the uh, the one with the cat in it. Okay. Um, I need to look at a list of the suits. But yeah, I I think I was using the. Yeah. Uh, I like the sportswear one. I like the animated suit and the uh, Spider Verse suit. Hmm. Um, but I think for the most part, I just pretty much rolled with the uh, classic suit. Uh, I really like the 2020 suit. It was a okay. cool looking suit. I also like the crimson cowl suit, the the red with the hood. I think that's neat. Uh, the strike suit is really cool, but it's kind of it's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. The end suit's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't know it was from a comic, but it's nice looking. I like that jacket. It's a really nice jacket. And then 2099 is one I use a lot too. I like the, the winter eyes. suit. Yeah, I like the winter suit as well. Yeah. I think that's fun. And I uh, haven't got the programmable matter suit, but it looks cool. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty cool. I have to do all the fucking bases, and I hate bases. I like also, the yeah, bases. I not get caught in the bases. I liked the bases in this game more than I liked the bases in the first one. I like that there's less of them. Yeah, less of them. I think they're a little bit more fun. In the first game, it's like, here's a new faction. Here's fucking ten bases. bases. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah, a crazy amount. And, uh, hmm. I say there was one more thing I wanted to talk about, but I forgot it, so who cares? All right. Um, 
Oh, wait. No, I found it. I found it. Uh, it has nothing to do with Miles Morales, though. Uh, more so the original game. And that with the new, the three new suits added for the remastered, it, it uh, has taken that game to a total of 45 suits. That's crazy. It's a big number. Yeah. I wonder how they, like, because do you think Spider-Man 2, they just bring over the 45 suits and call it a day? Or are they going to, like, leave some out? Like, well, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, that's going to be... Someone's going to have to give in on that yeah. front. Either the Vans will have to deal with not having as many maybe suits. one of their favorite suits, yeah. or the developers will have to deal with having to put in all the old suits on top of the new suits, which we know we're getting symbiote suits for the next game, so... Oh, do we know that? They they said they're saving the, saving those suits for the sequel. Okay. Okay. Because, of course, people don't like that there's not a single black suit in the game. Like yeah. a, sim, a single symbiote-themed suit in the game, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's coming, guys. There's a whole story arc they're doing with it. I, I get it. Um, Alright, well, we're gonna wrap this up now, so Tyler, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. And there you can find all the other things I do, including. Hold on, I feel like I got a sneeze. Including Ride or Die, that I do with Mike. It's about Kamen Rider. Pretty cool. Uh, all the angles that I do with Zero and Sly, where we talk about video games at like three or four hours at a time, as well as Yu Gi Oh! every now and then. And uh, then you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Tyler Tyler Rims, where I play whatever game I feel like. There's really no structure anymore. <laughs> and uh, that's it for me. Awesome. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. I, all the podcasts I do are in my bio. And you guys can email us at GameOverScreenPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at OverscreenPod. And we host a show on Anchor at Anchor.fm slash GameOverscreen. We are on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time at the Game Over Screen. Bye.